I'm prolific, so gifted I'm the type that's gon' go get it, no kidding Breaking down a switch in front of your building Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings Last night it was a cold killer I mean, shit, if you are a rapper on my podcast, I probably like you on some level, so it's all good. But use this shit. Use it, bro. I don't give a fuck. So I don't say the name, dude. I'm not a rapper. I don't need no DJ to play my records now. I play records. I could not play your fucking record. So if y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, that's the homie. Jake the Snake, man. You know, I, I, every time every time I get him on the podcast, man, I, I, I steal his intro, man. We start talking. <laughs> we start jabbing. And, and there he goes, man. He just dissed the whole industry, man. You know, and he don't even care, man. Jake, man, what up, man? How you doing? I'm good, E. Thanks, man. I love it, man. If anyone can use my intro style, it's you, because I fuck with you. You good people, man. Shit, boy. Elliot from Boston, man. It's the EFB podcast, man. This is episode 51, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we started off the podcast on, on some laughs, man, because... Um, yeah, I need it again. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> nah, nah, man. We're talking about, we're talking about scheduling. We're talking about, uh, you know, people for our show, man, and... Um, if y'all don't know, man, Jake the Snake got got one of the, one of the dopest podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis. Uh, it's the Damaged Goods podcast. Um, you know, Jake Jake talks to people a lot. Uh, Jake talks to to the people that you wouldn't think to talk to. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's and that's the shit that I like the most. You know, Jake's had uh, barbers on his podcast. Jake has had producers on his podcast. Jake has had. Um, you know, people in the industry, but that are talking about mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for the people that don't know Jake, uh, Jake the Snake, for the people that don't know the Damage Good podcast, shame on you because that means you ain't listening to him and you ain't shame. listening to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Jake, uh, you know, first, you know, I just want to applaud you for the content that you put out, man, because I think your, your whole content is dope. I, I, I text you on the regular just telling you, yo, that podcast was dope. Uh, yo, I like this podcast or whatever. Um, but, you know, tell the people kind of how the podcast has evolved from the Russian Souvenirs podcast to the Damaged Goods podcast. Yeah, well, first, Elliot, I just want to say thank you, man. And I fuck with you and I fuck with your podcast because the kind of the niche t- Topics you you discuss, especially like the wrestling and hip hop, is more shit I know. And I mean, old basketball shit I know, but but I, I like what you do a lot. I oh, appreciate it, so, man. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, when I when, when I started the Russian Souvenirs podcast, it was really it started originally. It was going to be me and my man Evil Earn, who's a producer from Boston, from Jamaica Plain, friend of mine I grew up with. We had this uh, had music duo Lazarus Taxon, and we wanted to do a podcast. And there was a store in like East Village, New York, that we stumbled on one day called Russian Souvenirs, and we just like loved the store. No one ever would go in there but us and the old Russian man who owned it. And it was like an inside joke. We turned it into a podcast, but due to my man's um, his non-musical job, his day job, uh, I don't think he was comfortable with putting out a lot of the content that we were discussing on the podcast. Like, I don't really have a lot to lose, you mm-hmm. know. I'm, I, so I could say whatever the fuck. But I get it. So I went on. Uh, it was supposed to be like a duo podcast, of, uh, you know, just two of us with no guests, maybe occasional guests. Um, and then I kind of just morphed into me bringing on guests. So I, I figured I'd switch it to Damaged Goods because uh, most of the guests I have on, and in myself included, got like, you know, not all the wiring is correct. A lot, you know, a lot of some psychological damage and trauma but i i'm all about laughing through the pain my whole approach to shit is like the irish funeral approach man i i laugh at a lot of fucked up shit 
and so does my family, and that's how you get through things. So my guests and me, we'll, we'll talk about maybe some shit that's in their life, whether it's based around their profession or personal shit that's a little, a little rough, a little dark, a little damaged, if, if I can be like using a pun. But we still have fucking fun. We laugh and we talk about different shit. And I wanted to get like artists on, not just musicians or, or even hip-hop, but painters, dancers, directors, cooks, barbers, like people that – all people that work in the arts, you know, and then um, just have conversations with them and use the conversation as a way to illuminate their profession rather than the interview style. You know what I mean? Now, um, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, discussing difficult topics, man, I kind of want to jump right in. Um, jump in, and, baby. And, Let's and, jump in. And get, get your perspective on the unfortunate passing of Nipsey Hussle. Um, yeah. You're in L.A., you know what I mean? And and the reason why I wanted to get your perspective, um, for those that, you know, if you've been living under a rock, if you've been living on Mars, uh, Nipsey Hussle passed away on March 31st. Um, you know, he, he was murdered, broad daylight, um, out in L.A., in his own neighborhood. Um, but, you know, the, the, the shockwaves of his passing are felt even down here in Massachusetts. And a lot of people that I fuck with really fucked with Nipsey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. So I can't even imagine um, the shockwaves in a community that's his. You know what I'm saying? In a community where he's a home- homegrown hero. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Jake, you being, you being uh, uh, I don't want to say an outsider, but you now being a resident of Los Angeles. I'm a, I mean, I'm an outsider. It, I'm a stranger it, in a strange land. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, so, so you, being, you being from the outside, you, you know, coming from Massachusetts now, residing in Los Angeles, um, you know, what... What was that day like? Because I feel like Nipsey, uh, the the way that I described it is that the greats called him great. You know what I mean? So so you had Jay Z, you know, um, you know, it, it's like everybody in the industry, you know, really co-signing Nipsey, uh, the kind of yeah. guy that that really, you know, you never heard anybody say a bad thing about. Um, so what was that day like? Because I feel like that's that's gonna be the kind of day that true hip-hop heads, and especially the heads that really, really fuck with Nipsey, are never going to forget. What was March 31st like uh, for you living out in Los Angeles? I remember. It was... It's weird. I'm not I'm not trying to tell a story to be, like, extra sentimental and shit, but it, I, I remember it vividly because uh, it was, it was like, the, one of the first hot, hot days of the season in L.A., and me and my girl um, went to the beach. Uh, we went to this beach, Dockweiler which is like, it's one of the more public beaches where a lot of people come sometimes because you can have like barbecues, you can have like fire on the beach, you know what I'm saying, well, grills and, and shit like that. So it, a lot of people come from different neighborhoods for that beach. It's not, it's close to Manhattan Beach, which is a rich area, but because it's kind of like where people do barbecues, you got a lot of people come from the hood, a lot of people come from all over the city, right? You got people coming from South Central, from everywhere. So it's a, it's a different kind of uh, beach environment. You hear a lot of loud music blasts. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. And me and my girl are chilling at the beach, you know, and uh, we're just kicking it. And we're getting ready to leave. And, and she's look, fucking around on her phone. And she's like, yo, the, the rapper Nipsey Hussle got shot? I was like, what? So I looked at my phone, and he hadn't been pronounced dead or thinking. I, I looked, and I knew people saying prayers for Nipsey, this and that. I'm like, what, what the hell? And uh, she's like, didn't you do a record? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this dude is fucking ill and shit. And she knows who he is. She didn't really like listen to his music, although she really like appreciated his community shit. But anyway, we're starting to pack our shit up, leave the beach. And then we look again at the phones and then it's like confirming his death. And we're like, damn, right? And so we're, we're in the whip and we're leaving. And so I throw on 
I throw on some Nipsey just out of like, oh man. And we're, we're pulling up to like a light and we're still right by the beach and there's this car, dudes next to us and they're knocking blue laces too. And loud as fuck. I mean, dude, he, he just had probably died like 30 minutes ago. You know, or at least we found out about it. And so, you know, and not only were they knocking it, but I could hear it from every car on my way home playing Nipsey. And the song Blue Laces 2, he talks about his man getting shot like by a beach party kind of thing. And I, they don't, I don't think they ever specify what, but in my head, whenever I listened to that record before, I always pictured this beach that I was at. Because I don't know, I've, dude, I, last time I was there, like a big blood barbecue party, you know, there'd be crypt dude chilling there. So I just pictured this beach taking place in the shootout in the song. And then, then that's where I found out that he died when I was leaving it, man. And so it was just kind of like that helped burn the image in my head a little bit, you know? And um, the, th- the thing about Nipsey's death is that, um, you know, it, it's like everything now, man, where you, you typically find out about it on Twitter. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, when Mac died, it was like, you know, TMZ retweeted somebody that said, you know, oh, my God, R.I.P. Mac Miller. And all of a sudden, the the the, the timeline starts getting flooded with, with people who actually know him. You know what I mean? And then it was like the same thing with Nipsey. All of a sudden, you got a lot of people saying prayers for Nipsey. And then you got the... You know, you got the Wale's, um, you got the Snoops, you got the French, you got the Meeks, everybody posting, yo, RIP my boy, RIP my boy, and yeah, or, yeah. or, or uh, you know, prayers for my boy. But then, you know, the one thing that trips me out is that, um, you know, I'm very big on pictures. You know what I'm saying? And it, Pictures it, like, like, well, my fault, go ahead. No, 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 it, it's like, for me, it's like every, you know, it, it seems like everybody had some sort of very intimate picture with Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And and yeah. um it, it just kinda showed, you know, where he was at in the rap game. You know what I mean? And um and for me, you know, it's one of those things where where I felt after you know, after Victory Lap and we're gonna go all over the place kinda with this conversation, but after it's Victory Lap, um, I kinda felt like Nipsey was on his way. You know what I mean? And Nipsey had dropped projects before. You know, he dropped the Marathon series. Um, you know, he dropped the, you know, the Bullets Ain't Got No Name series. Yeah, that was um, shit. You know what I mean? Uh, he dropped the Crenshaw project. You know what I mean? And 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 all his projects were, were, were just progression. You know what I mean? And Victory Lap, I remember just being like, like the one, I was like, wow, like this is a really dope project. You know, like I never really yeah. kind of fucked with Nipsey before. Um you know, Victory Lap is kind of what led me to deep dive into his music. You know what I mean? Especially because I remember hearing him on a lot of uh, Maybach music, uh, you know, albums. You know what I mean? Um, but Victory Lap, I was like, wow, this project is really cohesive from front to back. This project really ain't got no misses. This project really, I can bump it front to back without a problem. And from there, um, I started doing my deep dive and I'm like, wow, yo, this dude is very talented. You know what I mean? Victory Lap to me was was his coming not, not even his coming out party but his his staple like like now he got the stamp you know what I mean and yeah. I couldn't wait for the next one because I'm like yo Victory Lap some people are calling it a classic you know what I'm saying and that's the word that gets thrown around too much for me you know but people are calling it a classic so um you know to the to now you know it is it's it's May you know it's May six right now um. What has the last month and a half been like in, in Los Angeles uh, for those who are still grieving Nipsey's death? Um, well, I mean, shit, it, it's it's definitely real big in L.A. You know, obviously, I mean, fuck, Staples Center was jam-packed for his uh, 
I don't know, memorial service, I guess is what yeah. you would call yeah. it. I mean, the murals are everywhere. The music's blasting. I mean, on my radio show, on Dash Radio, me and my co-host, we didn't talk about it. Not to not talk about it. We just figured everybody else was talking about it. And and me and my co-host, DJ Beans, um, it's I, I'm real sensitive when it comes to talking about tragedies in hip-hop because, uh, at least on things, because sometimes it can be used like especially on radio station shows obviously i like they do tribute mixes and shit like that it's awesome and i want everyone to hear nipsey's music i don't care if you just got into him after he dead people will be like man all these new nipsey fans since he died so what you don't want new people to like him like you no. know I, I, shit, dude, the money goes to his family he owns the masters it's great but we didn't really get into it because we didn't we felt it was almost disingenuous for us to just jump on it as a radio show because a lot of people were doing that maybe just to get like you know put out a playlist or a mix in the show about him and, and and the thing is, like, to keep it all the way, like, one billion, one billion, you know? Like, I love Nipsey. I did a fucking record with Nipsey back in the day before, like, a lot of people even knew who he was in 2010. Huh. And I didn't even post that shit on my Instagram. Like, I could have posted song. I have this motherfucker. Like, people post these pictures of me. Like, I wasn't even trying to do that to make it look like I was closer to him, that I felt bad. I'm a fan of Nipsey's. I wouldn't lie and say he was one of my favorite uh, top five artists, but I loved him and I respected his music. So it, it's a tragedy, but I don't like to play that the tragedy hits me more personally than it does because I feel like that's really disingenuous unless it did. But in L.A., I saw a lot of people really, really fucked up about it, really hurt, you know, because yeah. that's a hometown too for them. And I get it. And then, there, then, then the, the, the shit at the Staples Center, there's people buying tickets to go. And, you know, some people, yeah, like that's a person they really liked as an artist. And then some people, uh, maybe it felt like they were trying to go be a part of something. Yeah, the, the, I guess it's all good. You're still putting your positive energies toward him and paying respects, but I just didn't want to come across myself like I was using it at any point as a ploy for likes, for clicks, for listens, for whatever. You know, I wanted to be really careful about that because I'm just not into that. You know? Yeah, but, and and that's the thing that now you know, especially nowadays, you know, we always say you know people kind of do it for the gram. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. so, so there might be. You know, there might be people at the Staples Center who are really there to pay tribute and, and to pay homage yeah. to Nipsey. And there might be people there who are, who are there just to tag the location, just to put yeah. it on their story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 no, no, and, and that's and that's um that's just that's just that, that's just life nowadays, man. Yeah. It's it's the it's, yeah. the it's the ugly part of social media because yeah. I always I always big up social media because social media has given me the platform to do sure. this podcast with you, to do podcasts with a lot of people that I'm really big fans of, you know what I mean? Um but then there's there's then there's the part of social media where people are fishing for clicks, fishing for likes and um you know, it's unfortunate, you know. Um I remember, I remember when Pac died. I remember when Biggie died. I, but I'm gonna be honest, and I'm, and this is my podcast. I'm gonna be honest on this show. Them shits didn't hit me like that. You know what I mean? I was young. Um, mm-hmm. I was probably, I was probably ten years old when, when when those artists died. You know what I mean? And 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 Biggie's my favorite rapper of all time. But that's because I went, I had to go in and study Biggie. You know what I mean? Like I, I studied yeah. Big. Um, you know, I remember I copped both his albums at the same time and ran them back to back um you know that's how that's how I, I you know i became fans of biggie um to me this one hits because this one is more personal i'm 33 yeah you grew with it yeah grew. yeah you know yeah. me me and nipsey are the same age you know what i'm saying i'm 33 um and, and and the thing the unfortunate thing about nipsey's death man is um 
it's it's one of those senseless killings that that just happens all the time you know what i mean and to have a young man who's an entrepreneur who's a musician um who's really you know using music to promote other platforms of of entrepreneurship um it, it's it's sad you know but you know we're, we're going to discuss more about more about his death um yeah jake right now um What's the legacy that you think Nipsey's gonna leave on the on 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 hip hop? I think I think he's gonna kind of, and I don't like making comparisons um, to other artists, especially not Tupac comparisons, because I feel like that's done to death. Mm-hmm. So try, I just want anyone listening to try to understand exactly what I'm saying. Is I think his impact on hip hop is gonna be more noted. Not to discount his music because his music is great. If his music wasn't great, there wouldn't be such a, a, a powerful impact of his passing. But his 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 legacy is going to be more that he left an impact on society and culture and and and, and his, his environment and how a person with an artistic platform can do a lot with it. And he was as as far as the musician goes, he was not nearly on the level of Pac in terms of notoriety. Even in the hip hop world, like he wasn't mainstream. Mm. But what he did outside of music was so powerful. And a lot of people were just learning about it now, which is fine. I'm not mad about anybody who just learned what he was doing now. It's, it's great. But when people become aware of it or if they already knew, what he was doing outside of the music and with the lessons he was trying to pass on to people and, and, and you know, being an independent person um, with a business mind, that's some really powerful shit that people need to get taught. It's he's really leading by example in a lot of ways, and you know, letting it be known that he's doing these good things for the community, and inspiring other artists to do the same, and to own your masters and go to the independent route and be a forward thinker and, and, and be an entrepreneur and open businesses outside of just music. And I think that's going to be his biggest impact. I mean, like, I love Pac, and I got into Pac late because I, when I was young, I was just a biased East Coast kid. I'm not going to lie. And when I, I still I am. It's all right, man. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what, man? When I traveled the world, like, Biggie's great, man. Um, this this rapper, Kanan, he's um, he's an Ethiopian rapper, uh, uh, Somalian rapper, my fault. Somalian rapper, but he's kind of like Slash from Canada. He had this line on his album years ago. He's like, yo, I love me some B.I.G., but back in... Africa, Pac is the NHIC. And when I, I remember being back in Nevis in the West Indies where I grew up at one point when I was younger and I had this, I have one love, one life is like one of my early tattoos on my arm and this local Navitian dude saw it and he's like, eh, because you know, it's a Bob Marley quote and we're in the West Indies and then he shows me his arm and he has all eyes on me. And like around the world, Pac was like very impactful. Mm-hmm. More than just his music, it was more about like what he did. And I think Nipsey's is going to be kind of like that. Like people are starting to recognize what he had to do outside of music and hopefully that inspires other artists to do the same and inspires fans and people to take notice and respect artists like that not just respect them after they die but when you see an artist doing that in their career respect that man not the guy making the bullshit songs or selling out to stupid corporations or pretending to have 10 different accents or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying like respect these artists in in, in their while they're alive doing these great things i think Nip- nipsey's gonna leave that kind of legacy now um you know th- this you know, I am super sympathetic to, you know, the, the people who were just super duper Nipsey fans, you know what I mean? Because um, you will come across those, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and like you said, there there is plenty of people who 
heard their first Nipsey record after he passed, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like that, that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, because like you said, N- N- Nipsey wasn't Drake. You know, he wasn't an international pop star. You know what I mean? Nipsey, Nipsey was a really dope rapper that um some people some people didn't get put onto, and that's cool. You know, um, but for me, like I said, I was real young when um when Big died. I was real young when Pac died. Um, but for me, you know, it, it, it hurt my heart when uh, when Pun died. You know what I mean? Like, and that was yeah. more. Well, yeah, th- cultural that, too. That was cultural, you Yo, know. Puerto Rican, yep, rap, yep, puns, yeah. So. they love Pun more than anybody else does. It's all good. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you, dog. You know, and, yeah. and 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 that's the thing, you know. Like, I'm Puerto Rican, and I will not put Pun ahead of Biggie. You know, I won't do it. You know what I mean? Well, but I've to, met a million Puerto Rican kids who do, but it's all good. It don't matter. Yo, right? you know, there are there there there's cats that put pun ahead of everybody it don't matter conversation is over it's pun and that's it how could you even think otherwise you know what i mean but um no nah, i mean i i did say on twitter that i do think you know big Pac, biggie um i do think that nipsey's death is gonna be ranked among those yeah. because not only because of the impact that he that he's he's had on on the mindset of artists but because of the because of the time that we're in where yeah. social yeah. media is is really not going to let um, yep. legacies die. Ellie, you, know? you stole the fucking words and thoughts out of my brain, dude. I, <laughs> I agree with you right there. You know, I mean, he's got he's probably one of the bigger hip hop artists to die during the social media era. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know uh, I know Mac Miller died recently, too. And I also I won't front like I never was a Mac Miller fan. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy that he died, and you know I have nothing but kind things and hopes for his family and friends and his passing. But uh, yeah, Nipsey might have the most impactful death in the social media era for hip hop artists. Now, when you um, when you think back, you know, and you touched on Mac Miller, um, when when you think about Mac Miller's passing, you know, yeah. Mac Miller died of a drug overdose. Um, yeah. Nipsey Hussle uh, was murdered. You know what yeah, I mean, yeah. and 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 one thing that I I you know I can't quote who said it, but I, I I remember seeing it. It was saying that Nipsey Nipsey's life was full of bad ingredients. He was a gang member. He was rich and he was black and he was stayed in his hood. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and those ingredients are are, are no recipe for for long lasting life. Um, now, do you think? Do you think those those passings and the way they pass will at all impact how people view them going forward, or is it really irrelevant how? It's more just about the music. Depends who it is, I guess. I don't know. I mean, anybody who's not a a, a fan of hip hop or a critic or something, you know, I'm sure they just said, "Oh, like, well, he's a gangbanger, he's a crip, he did that coming," you know. Mm. And and to some degree, I mean, look, man, you could you could be in not, not just a gangbanger. You say you were an organized crime in the mafia, you were an Irish mob, whatever. You try to go straight, even you doesn't just because you go straight doesn't mean everyone you used to deal with is gone straight. They mm. don't forget things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot of people I've known in the criminal world who've who've taken a more positive turn and then met a, their demise because you don't you can leave the life the life don't leave you yeah you know what i'm saying and so i mean shit if you're if you're a, a fucking rich and, and rich and with notoriety if you're silently rich that's one thing if you're if you're rich 
with notoriety, now you got a target on your back. You're you're a trophy for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I know people like to kick around conspiracy theories, and I'm not going to discount them or not. Honestly, when the whole Nipsey shit went down, and I still won't do this, I haven't engaged in the conspiracy theory thing, yes or no. I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying yes. I'm more like, why don't we just respect his death? Yeah. There's pros and cons to going both ways. I mean, shit, if the, if the government can assassinate the president of the United States on TV in broad daylight, JFK, anything is possible. They can kill a rapper because he's promoting positive shit in the community and this and that. But at the same time, he was a gang member, and if I was a gang member who didn't like him and I wanted to catch some fucking wreck, I w- why would I kill a regular dude if I could kill a rich, famous dude. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that's a that's a theory. If, if you've ever stepped in a criminal shoes, you can understand that kind of thinking. Um, I, now I feel, I feel like I drifted a little bit for your fucking question. My bad. No, no, no. I mean, and, and that's, you know, when it comes to the conspiracy theories, I mean, that's that's a viable one. You know what yeah, I mean? And, yeah, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not saying yes or no on that one. I'm, I, have, I just literally didn't want to go on to that talk with people because I didn't want to, Sometimes I think if you go down to that rabbit hole too much, you, you're kind of drifting away from paying respects and, and honoring him. But if you neglect it, then you, you're shortchanging the, the power of this person that some evil forces within the society and government took him down, which could definitely be possible. You know. Now, when it comes to to you know Nipsey's legacy, like we said, uh, the social media era is an era that is always going to keep Nipsey popping and you know what I mean and for the sake of his family so. for the so. for the sake of his family I'm 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 grateful for that you know what I mean because um anytime you you're you're strolling through Twitter and somebody just somebody changes their handle to RIP Nipsey or somebody yeah. says you know now playing Victory Lap or now playing Crenshaw or whatever first thing I do is sometimes that puts me in the mood to go listen to Victory Lap you know what I mean yep, and yep. and and a lot of people you know, purchased his album, you know, after, you know, for, for support of his family, you know, all those streams, no matter how minuscule per stream it is, you know what I mean? Every stream is yeah. contributing to, to his pocket. people, yo. That's yeah, good yeah. So, so for Nipsey to leave the kind of legacy of, of independent and entrepreneurship, um, you know, he'll see more of it, you know, but right now, um, you know, for, for so for right now, um, they are going to see more of it. But I do think that going forward, um, Nipsey is not going to be somebody who who is going should be easily forgotten and would be easily forgotten because of social media. How how do you see social media playing a factor going forward into how Nipsey's remembered? Um, I I always look at I always look at social media and the internet is a double edged sword. Uh, like when you were saying earlier about how you, you give it praise because it gave you a platform, and I do the same because it gives me a platform. Um, but I also know that depending on you know how you use it, it it, it can have it can be negative too. Like when when uh, when I used to do music, and then the social media era came about, you saw a bigger influx of artists, and so what it does is one way it levels the playing field, allows more people to get out there, cheaper costs, you know, more exposure. But at the second time, it takes away the checks and balances. There used to be kind of a little more of a filter for quality because you had certain people making the calls about what could get through the gates. So what made it through the gates more oftentimes was quality. There was less shit out there. Now, there is some dope shit you'll find. There's a lot of shit, though, a lot of crap. Mm. So what social media can do is it can hold Nipsey's 
legacy longer. But at the same time, the, the, the goldfish brain memory span of uh, a lot of people nowadays with social media, it burns quick. So like, I, I might be a little worried that as strong as his legacy is being repped on social media now in seven months, it might be forgotten altogether. Mm. And I'm not saying I want that, but I see that happen with like, I mean, if you think about certain causes and shit going down and people get all on it and they're doing the hashtags and they're trying to do the challenges and they're supporting certain things that are important things. And then months later, you never fucking hear about them again. Yeah. And everyone jumps on board. A lot of people jump on board because they are sincerely down and for whatever it is. And some people, because they want that hashtag associated with them, or they will bring them likes and impressions on their page or whatever. And that could be said the same for a passing of a famous artist like Nipsey. And so as much as I wanted to hold up his legacy, it might for a while and then it might make it drop off in a while because some other thing could come out and be such a, a spectacle that people want to do the same and just jump on board. I hope not, but I'm just, I'm just speaking honestly. Now, you know, Nipsey got the Marathon Closing Store. Uh, yeah, which is a great store. I've been there a couple of times, man. Great store. Now, yeah, that's that's what I want to ask you. What's you know, I, I know I know the store has essentially been turned into a mural. You know what I mean? With, with on the outside with, or the inside? The, I've been there since the shooting. So okay, know. yeah, because I, I feel like I feel like the what from what I've seen on social, uh, the outside is blocked off by barricades. A lot of people come by to take pictures. Uh, is the store still active? I mean, because I know Lauren London posted on 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 IG. Um, that you know, people have been showing so much support and buying the product that they've had to slow down, or or you know, just be patient with their orders and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm sure people are, are showing support. Um, That's good. But um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, being out there, you know, what's it been like around there since then? I mean, I haven't been to the store since he was murdered. Um, but in L.A. in general, man, there's murals. There's people still mourning. People still. Maybe it's just because on my social media, there's a lot of LA people because of where I live or some shit. But you still see a lot of people talking about it and, and stuff. I mean, the presence is is felt still. You know, people aren't over it yet. People are still talking about it. You know, so I mean, it's. It, I think it'll still kind of. I think it'll be there for a while. It, it'll only dwindle unless some other unfortunate tragedy or something kind of comes over and takes takes precedence you know the thing is you know with his shooter you know his shooters uh his name is eric holder um yeah. you know he's identified as a 29 year old suspect you know um it, it's it the, the the one thing that i stated about uh his death that was so tragic to me um that people say you know or it's been said that this guy knew nip you know what i mean yeah um so realistically, um, he got killed in his own hood by somebody he knows. That's in, a familiar story, ain't it? In, in his city, you know what I'm saying? And 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 um, that's that's probably that's probably the most tragic shit of all. You know what I'm saying? When 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 somebody when somebody dies in a car crash, some, I'm not gonna, ever gonna call that fate. But sometimes, you know, those are forces that that you can't control. You know what I mean? When when yeah. when when someone who's never smoked a cigarette develops lung cancer, I mean that's oh, something man. that that you can't control. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're on your block and a dude but, walk, walks up to you, put five holes in you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there goes your life, and you knew this dude, and it was over maybe a small dispute or something. 
That's that's the worst shit of all, man. Worst yeah, shit you, of all. You you like films, man? You like movies, right? I love them. Yeah, right. So like in The Godfather, Marlon Brando, he says, you know, keep your friends close, enemies closer. Yeah, when not what does not say in that song with, with Scarface? It's always your own people. Mm. I mean, this is this is nothing new. This is a story. It's it, that's who it's gonna be. Yeah. In, in in like the in the mafia, when you get whacked out, it's your friend that does it. Oh yeah. I got a I got a I got a friend of mine who's doing a life sentence for murder, and and he the reason why he's serving it is his childhood friend who's known him longer, double as long as I have, snitched on him to the police. Oh. It's it's always somebody you know. Yeah. I mean not always, but I mean that this is not uncommon. It, it's tragic, but it's, it shouldn't be as tragic because this always happens. Yeah. It, it's always somebody you know in your neighborhood. It's people that take you down. It's a crab in a bucket syndrome. This this has always happened, man. It's 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 and that's the fucked up thing. We never lose. We never learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was in a position like Nipsey's or something, I would. You know, and you want to stay where you you're from. You want to go back. You don't want to be scared. You wouldn't want to imagine that. People from where you're from who you know personally would do this to you. But that's who the fuck you got to watch out for when, when, unfortunately, when you change lifestyles, when you make money, when you become successful in business or art or whatever, you really do got to watch the motherfuckers around you. Those are more likely people to betray you now. The new people, yeah, they'll be fake and phony and they might only like you for this and that, but they ain't going to betray you because they didn't know you. Mm. They don't feel let down. That's who it's going to be. And it sounds cold as fuck, maybe, and I don't mean to sound cold, but... I've seen it happen to people, man. You know what I'm saying? I've had, I've had family members get done in by the family members. I got a friend, his cousin in the Cape, some Cape Verdean kids down in Cape Cod. His cousin killed his other cousin, dug him in a grave, threw him in the grave, and set it on fire. Yeah. That's cousins, over 30 grand. So that's what who's going to do it. It's not going to be a stranger. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's the government. It's it, You know what I'm saying? That's it. I mean, uh, you know, I talk, you know, I, I I know you know the famous line is I know a guy you know what I mean like I'm always I'm always dropping that line, but but I but I know a guy who uh who lived a lifestyle that that he can't make public you know what I mean yeah yeah and he's always stated man um death is silent because you don't expect it because it's typically from somebody you know yeah that's why you that's why you're not kept ready for it you know you know what I mean he's like all that shit about you know. You know the shootouts and and all the loud bang, blah blah blah, this and that, man. It's silent, man. It's typically somebody you know, you don't expect, done and over with, boom, on your and way. That's how, and that's how it's done because you don't expect it. That's how it gets done. If you're prepared for the people you don't see, I mean, you think are gonna come, you're not ready for those closest to you. You know. Now, you know, um, how do you think LA recovers uh, from this? Because uh, this. This is um you know, if you saw if you saw the game, um, you know, his IG story afterwards, you know, he was riding around, he was crying, um, he was blasting Nipsey. He's saying, you know, LA really fucked this one up. LA's tripping right now, LA's on some bullshit, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's kinda what he was he was he he that that's kinda what he was going by. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. No, I I recall what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? How does how does LA move forward from this given that one of its homegrown you know was taken down on its own soil you know what i'm saying i mean la in the recent years has definitely seen a resurgence in in their music being very mainstreamly popular i mean you got kendrick the tde cam nip see i mean fuck uh dom kennedy uh yg you know la's got a lot of artists popping i mean they and obviously they always have but 
there was a period, you know, where LA dipped from the scene from being so predominant. And then you saw a lot of the artists that we're talking about, Nipsey included, helping kind of bring it back. So I wouldn't say LA is like starving for, for ill hip hop, but Nipsey had a role. I mean, Nipsey is not Kendrick. You know mm. what I'm saying? Nipsey is not Snoop. Nipsey's not YG. I mean, you know, he's different. Um, I don't think anyone should be quick to try to fill his void with another artist trying to make someone the next Nipsey. I don't want anybody to be the next somebody. I want somebody to be the first them, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just going to have to, I don't know what they're going to, I don't want to say they're going to have to do anything. That sounds retarded. Who am I? You know, I don't know, man. Like, you pay, pay their respects, mourn them, and support the artist, support peace in the community. And the other artists need to take notice of this shit, man. There's lessons to be learned from this. You know what I'm saying? If I was a fucking popular, well-to-do rapper, independent or not, I'd be paying a fucking close attention right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, love your artists while they're alive. Pay the, pay them respect while they're alive. Show them love while they're alive. And we always say that, but very few people are able to ever do that. We always say it too late. Um, it's it's just ah, man, it's gonna be tough. It, it, you know, I don't know. I don't. Does, did that? Did they recover when Pac died? Did, did New York recover when Big died? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's a, that's a good question, man. You got me a little stumped. You know, the thing that social media does for us right now is it gives us the opportunity to um to show love to people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, you know, it's it's never a bad thing to tell somebody you're a fan of them. You know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, you dick riding, you sucking dick, whatever, whatever. Get the fuck out of here, man. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a genuine fan of somebody... Yeah. It's okay to retweet them. It's okay to hit them up. You know what I mean? It's okay to yep. say, yo, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a big fan of your work. You know what I mean? Like, I've been yeah. I, I've been in positions, you know what I mean, where I've been able to stand shoulder to shoulder with people that I'm really big fans of and and been able to pick their brain on their artistry. You know what I'm saying? Um, not too long ago, um, I was standing in the same room with Easy Money. Shout out to Easy over at yep, ST Easy. Squad. You know what I mean? And... um. I'm like, yo, yo, easy, you know, DJ Deadeye, shout out to Deadeye, you know what I mean? Another person I'm a big fan of who I was able to chop it up with, um, I'm like, yo, easy, Deadeye told me that that you don't write, that that you don't write at all. You kind of mumble some shit to yourself, and then all of a sudden you got a verse. He's like, yeah, I ain't got no patience to write. And that shit blew my mind, dog, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yo, to me, easy, easy, stupid, nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, and you're a good, you're a good rap. <laughs> you know we saying? all know that. Yeah, we real good, real good. <laughs> you know, so like, you know, for for me to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with him and kind of talk about his artistry and how he goes about his process of making music, music that I'm like super big fan of, like to me, that's all contrived from from a phone, from social media. You know what I'm saying? From being able to chop it up with these dudes. You know what I mean? And 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 for me, that that's dope, man. So when you tell somebody, when when you say don't wait to give people their flowers when they're dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's real shit, man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, that's real shit. Tell your peoples that you appreciate them, man. Tell the tell your peoples that appreciate it, man. Tell tell let it be known that you're fans of people, man. Don't be a fucking hater, man. Because the, yeah. the 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 when you talk about double edged sword for social media, man. 
Social media is a wonderful place of humor yeah, yeah. and laughter. Uh, and, for sure, and, baby. And, and and the twisted shit that I put up sometimes, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, some people look at it and be like, what the fuck is that? And then some people look at it and they cackle. You know what I'm saying? And then there's, Bro, this, I, there's, this, I, there's this dark side of social media that's like, it, it's just the scum of the scum, you know what I mean? It's 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 an unclean toilet that people are drinking out of, and it's disgusting, you know what I mean? And and uh, I, I hope we get to a point one day where that ugliness, unfortunately, it's probably unlikely, but I hope we get to a point one day where that ugliness is just filtered out, man, because the platform of social can, is so powerful. You know, I had the opportunity the other, you know, about two weeks ago to speak to a uh, probably like 15 um 21 year olds who were looking to come up in a professional career and this one dude you know says you know i want to be a, a social media influencer and and i told oh, him shit. i told him straight up man um if you make it get an income off social media shout out to you because you're competing with millions of people who are trying to do the same you know what i'm saying yeah. and and the people yeah. that really do make it on social it's a grind man you know what i mean but there's a lot of ugly they got to get to in order to get to, to generate what they want to generate. You know what I mean? So we kind of went off on a tangent about it's social, so you know what I mean? But this is what we're here for, you know? Um, yeah. So RIP Nipsey, man, you know, like, like you said, um, you know, I didn't want to drop a Nipsey podcast right after he died um, because I wanted to let it marinate for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wanted to really kind of digest and really kind of take a month and and really, you know, you know, do another deep dive into Nipsey's music. Do another deep dive into his influence on on entrepreneurship and in, in the minority community. Um, and I wanted I wanted it to sit for a minute. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, now you know what I mean. It sat for a minute. Obviously, nothing has changed. But you know, Nipsey's influence on hip hop is gonna is undeniable. You know, and and, and like like I think we can agree. Um, Nipsey is it wasn't a mainstream artist, you know what I mean? But Nipsey is somebody Dope who he is, he's nasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nipsey is somebody who who um has a lot of fans, you know. So shout out to Nip. Um R.I.P. to Nip. Uh condolences to his family, you know what I mean? And um, you know, like they say, man, legends never die. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and and that that's gonna be Nipsey's legacy, you know what I mean, regardless of what that's you true. think. Um, legends never gonna die, you know. And 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 Nipsey always said, man, the marathon continues. You know what I mean? This is true, man. And I I want to see, I guess what's his name? Uh, fucking Nick Cannon's supposed to finish putting out the documentary. Uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Sebi was working on. I definitely want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that guy get brought to fruition. And um, you know, um, Nipsey, Nipsey, just an ill. He was an ill dude because of all the shit he did in his community. And I. If anything, man, I hope it inspires other people to do that same. If you got the money, if you got the platform, if you got the mindset, do it, man. It, that's that's some ill shit, man. That's like the dopest part about him, man. I mean, the fact that he owned his own store was dope, but the fact that he owned much more than his own store that people don't even know about is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love I love that. I remember even just hearing about Fat Joe owning restaurants and stuff up in Bronx back in the day. And this is in the '90s before mm. Fat Joe was like, I mean, like, you know, punted came out and stuff. And Fat Joe was respected more than, but, but you know, like later he would even have his bigger hits. But he was an entre entrepreneur then, and I was like, always like, damn, why don't I hear about more rappers doing shit like this? 
So when I found out Nipsey was such an ill businessman outside of the music, I really, I, I always took an extra notice of him, you know? I loved it. I, I could go on about Fat Joe, man. I feel like yeah. Fat Joe don't get yeah. the credit he deserves, man. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? see, this is the Puerto Rican virus. <laughs> What about all the Dominican rappers? You don't even have the Dominican rappers on your podcast, man? I feel like... I feel like... I love Fat Joe, man. You want to know I love Fat Joe? Jake the Snake loves Fat Joe for two reasons. One, he lost weight. I respect the shit out of anybody who loses weight. If you're a big boy. Two, maybe Fat Joe doesn't have a classic album, but that motherfucker, every couple years, pulls off a big hit. Oh, yeah. it always pulls off, a, and his hit's like a street hit. It's not a cornball hit, so I respect him for that. Fat Joe. Brought in, he brought in pun, so yeah. I, I respect Fat Joe because he took his shirt off and put his arm around Ashanti ah! at an MTV fucking spring oh, break see. performance. Oh, that's incredible. When he was fat, too. So he was huge. He had his shirt off, and he, he was making a borderline rub his belly, man. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to watch. Good for Fat Joe. He deserves it. He deserves it. I fuck with Joe. So, Jake, you um, you mentioned DJ Beans earlier, man. Talk to the people about working with DJ yeah. Beans, man. Yo, DJ Beans oh. recently she, gave me the, the follow. She let me send her some music. I sent her my boy Primo's album. You know what I mean? Shout out to Primo and the whole Money Mob. Yep. Um, but I sent her some music. You know what I'm saying? For that that uh, you know that P gave me. And um, I show I, I fuck with DJ Beans hard, man. I think she's a dope DJ. I really love her. I I I love her um, her taste in hip hop. And 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 one thing that I really love about DJ Beans, man, I love the Rain and Real show uh, oh, that man. you that uh that she um hosts and and you got you on as a co-host. You know what I mean? Talk a little bit about. Um, Dash Radio, you know, shout out to Clinton Sparks, that's my homie, yeah. who, um, you know, who's who's a big part of Dash Radio and that platform. And the differences now between hosting a show with DJ Beans and then doing your your, your ventures on the podcast because yeah. they are they are similar but two completely different avenues. You know what I mean? So talk a little bit about Beans, uh, the Rain and Real Show, and Dash Radio. Yeah. Um. Beans is, is my homegirl, uh, ill DJ. She's a, a Boston DJ who's been in LA for some years, and um, you know we know each other through like mutual people, but we never really knew each other very well. You know what I'm saying? And then we linked up out in LA. Like just we, not only do we know each other, but we know, the mutual people we knew was like very extensive. And I, I just I came out as a guest on her show on Rain and Real on Dash Radio one time and. Went really good, and people really enjoyed it, and she really enjoyed it, and she asked me to be a co-host, and you know, uh, I, I I was great. I do the thing well, you know. Part of my stutters, you know. So it worked out great. She brought me on, and Dash Radio is it's the world's biggest digital radio platform. It's like if you ever listen to XM Radio or Sirius Radio, if you have it in your car, which I do, it's great. Mm-hmm. You ever drive through a fucking tunnel trying to listen to Sirius XM? Goes away. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking satellite radio. So Dash Digital is dope because it doesn't have that. Um, and they have all these different stations, different genres of music. There's talk and this and that. I mean, you know, Lil Wayne has a station of his own. Uh, Tyler, the creator, fucking Dave Navarro, the guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and them shit. Like, there's all these people with different stations that have the shit. Uh, DJ Ski, I believe, started it. I don't want to speak out of turn in case uh, Dash Radio is listening. The Mr. Dash is listening. I don't. <laughs> but I believe it was like fucking Ski started it. I know Clinton's heavily involved. Ice Cube is heavily involved now too. Um. And Beans has a dope show up there, Rain and Real, which now I get I'm a co-host of Rain and Real, and, and uh, 
it's on a channel called Native Rhymes, which is like the I hate using these kind of words, but like the true school or the real hip hop station mm. or whatever the fuck. But you know, and whenever you say that, you know what I mean, people. Yeah. So don't get mad at me. The Beans, Beans is, she's a raw ass chick. If people don't know her, like if you follow her social media, she's hilarious, raw and very blunt forward. And I am too. So we work well, but she's even a little more raw. And then I'm a little more sassy. And, and that's, a, that's kind of a funny word to use for me. But like, <laughs> we both talk a lot of shit is basically what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's fun. It's like instead of good cop, bad cop, it's like bad cop, crazy cop. You know, so we work good off each other. You know, and the music Beans plays is the shit I like. It's it's there's definitely no mainstream shit. It's raw, like kind of like more underground or just raw gangstery shit. And we don't. The best part about Dash Radio, at least as far as I know, on all the channels and our channel especially, we don't um, we don't have to play anything we don't want. There's no program director saying you got to play these five new records every show. We play what we want. And Beans has great relationships with hip hop, man. She's been around a while. She's DJing for a lot of famous people, a lot of crazy mixtapes, been on a lot of shit. So we get a lot of exclusives from dope artists. We get new music from them before they hit the thing. We get the artists up in the show when they're in LA or if they're LA based or whatever. Uh, and it's a great opportunity for me because the podcast is fun because it's all me. It's all Jake the Snake. It's all like what I want to do. And it's conversations, like we were saying earlier. We explore different kind of darker things. The Dash Radio thing, you know, it's not like FM radio. We don't have fucking commercials. We're not subservient. I don't have to, like, not curse. I guess still get to be me. But it's a little more structured, like a radio show. So we do have interviews. We do got to play music and shit. But we get to talk our shit. And when we do the interviews, I always try to keep it kind of like the podcast. I don't like to be like, so when did you get into hip-hop? What's it like working with blah, 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 the studio? Like, I don't want to be that dude. That shit's corny. I'm no FM radio DJ, dude. I'm way more uh, iller than a robot. So I, I like to make the interviews interesting. If I know who we have as a guest, I, I think about it. I do a little homework if I'm not familiar, and I try to hit them with questions that they're going to be impressed by so they actually have some interesting story to share, not some dumb shit. Obviously, yeah, you got to promote the new album. You got to promote that. We'll talk about that. But I try to make sure we get a little more juicy. And Beans gets to play all this dope-ass music that you know, you're not going to find a radio show two hours straight where we play the shit. It's not just the singles from these dudes. We get hit album cuts, freestyles we get them to do, exclusive shit. It's, it's fucking fun, man. And exposes me to a lot of shit. And it's, it's broadened my podcast platform. And I get podcast fans of mine who now listen to the radio show. So it's all good. So... If y'all don't know, man, uh, Jake the Snake at J the S on Twitter. Yeah. Um, heavy. Yo, yo, if, if you want uh, a really dope follow on Instagram, the Jake the Snake Instagram and Damaged Goods Instagram is probably one of the best one-two punches in Instagram oh, thank history. Thank you, brother. Hey, man, you make me, you're like my favorite cheerleader. You make me feel way too good right now. Yo, you man. need to teach my girlfriend how to do this shit. She'll make me feel better. You man, gotta tell her. Man, your, your Monday's Am I Right post <laughs> on, on IG um, are probably some of the funniest shits that I, that I see, man. And then the captions are right there with it. You know what I mean? I, I forgot I forgot which one you posted. I think somebody shit their pants. And I said, oh, man, that was a crappy idea. And you were like, man, I, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I like when people come on with funny comments like, e, Elliot will hit me with a good comment. If you ever comment on my post with a funny one, like, I'm going to interact back with you because I respect comedic <laughs> hilarity. Going back to what you were saying about earlier, you know, the, the social media, like, it can be a beautiful place. And for me, I only use it for what I want. Like, the only reason I'm on the motherfucking social media shits to begin with, I'm there to promote what I'm doing. 
for humor, laughs, jokes, uh, surfing and skateboard videos, and then butts. I like to look at booties and beautiful <laughs> women. But not even honestly, that's the smallest portion of it. Mostly, it's there for the laughs. I'm there for fucking laughs. You got some sentimental, motivational post. Miss me with that shit, bro. I don't want to see pictures of your kid, your shitty meal at TGI Fridays. I'm good, dog. I want laughter, skateboarding, surfing, and butts. That's it. You don't, you don't, you don't want to. You, you're not gonna double tap the picture of my baby back ribs from Applebee's. If you got a fucking hilarious caption, I'm gonna triple tap that shit, Elliot. <laughs> so to I like the laugh, though. I like the laugh. So to follow Jake the Snake, man, uh, Twitter, Instagram, J to S, Damage Goods Podcast on Instagram. Uh, go on any platform, any audio platform that you can listen to the podcast on, and check out the Damage Good Podcast, man. It's on Anchor iTunes, um, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, man, everywhere, man, everywhere. Just search the Damage Good Podcast, man. You're going to check them out on there. Dash Radio, man, you can download it for free on any platform that you have, Google, Apple, um, Samsung, whatever. If you got one of them cheap cricket phones, man, you can download Dash on there and check out the Native Rhyme, uh, the Native Rhyme Station. That's what it's called, right, Jake? Native yeah, Rhymes? Yep. And the Raining Real yep. Show hosted by DJ Beans and Jake the Snake, man. Jake. Yo, but yo, Elliot, yo, you know what they also need to check out, though, man? They need to check out the EFB podcast. The man. EFB so podcast, back, yes. It's a terrific fucking podcast, yes. man. I, yes. I like to listen to it, and you should probably like to listen to it, too. Man, I appreciate the plug, Jake, man. You you, you do the homie, oh, man. You the homie, bro. This is a pleasure, bro. This is a pleasure. I'm in fucking McAllen, Texas. It's the most southern point of Texas by Mexico. It's hot as balls. I'm in an air-conditioned room. It's so cold. I'm under the blankets doing this podcast but the second i step into the hallway i'm gonna sweat my balls off and i got no cannabis in this motherfucker until until i get to dallas man you know you know, you, you know what you know what's the wave out here man i heard you talk about some cbd shit a few a few weeks ago oh, on yeah, some of I, your on, on your show and i went into i went into the gas station the other day um and they're actually selling cbd flour behind the counter yo but let me let me hit your fans and maybe even you to this um, I have people who work in the CBD industry who make or grow CBD bud and manufacture CBD concentrates in California and Colorado and even in Massachusetts. If you go to a like a smoke shop, not a, not a dispensary, like a head shop mm-hmm. or a gas station, the CBD products or Whole Foods, the CBD products you're going to get there are going to be weaker than if you go to a dispensary. And you're not – I mean if you don't use weed in your life, it will probably impact you better. If you smoke like I do, you need a little more. So the, the CBD products you will get outside of dispensaries are not going to be as potent. Just a heads up. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, don't mean to brain on anybody's parade. No, no, no. I was, I was, what I was trying to, what I was trying to get at is you being a connoisseur. I was just appalled at anyone who would be willing to oh. buy some flour at a fucking Shell gas station next to a pack yeah. of Skittles. Yeah, that's that's true. There's some condoms and some scold mint chew or some shit, and then some. And you know what I do, man? I, I I cut CBD blood with with sativa weed, so I can stay active and not sleepy during the day. But I don't get anxiety from the sativa. The, the CBD blood in there kind of cuts it down. It keeps me mellow. Yes. Um. Right now, the the uh the whole the whole marijuana industry in Boston is uh is a bit delayed. You know what I mean? It was supposed to go into effect about two years ago. Right now, there's only probably about four or five dispensaries who are open yeah. recreationally, and they're probably fucking two hours away from here. You know what I mean? There's one in uh, is it is it Brighton? I want to say in Brookline. I heard Brookline, Brookline, yeah, and, and I heard it's fucking trash. So yeah. I mean, what what my 
We'll see. You know what I mean? Come visit. Come to L.A., man. There's too many dispensaries. Damn, I need to go to L.A., man. Come on. We'll do a podcast. We'll enjoy some CBD products. We'll eat some uh, some tacos. You're fucking terrific, man. I'm having another kid, dog. I don't know when. Uh, yeah. I don't know when I'm gonna be getting and getting getting out and traveling on my own, man. They also sell condoms in LA. I'll get you some condoms. <laughs> that doesn't happen again. I'm do or something. <laughs> Yo, so man, from your boy Elliot from Boston, man, check out the EFB podcast everywhere, man. Apple, Google, Spotify. All your favorite platforms is on there. Check out the Damage Good podcast from my homie Jake the Snake. Check out the Rain and Real show. Shout out to DJ Beans and Jake the Snake Thanks. on Dash Radio. We are out. R.I.P. Nip. I'm front line every time it's on, nick. 100 pro flow. Run and shoot pro. 458 drop. Playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Mayan ruins. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Cruise. My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb it down, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. I'm a urban legend. South Central in a certain section.